Oh, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio <laughs> with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text the show on 8 12 15. What will they think of next? <laughs> Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Okay. Well, I like. I liked you saying that you'll try not to spoil your great start. It sounded like a sort of a note to self. Yes, right I, at the beginning. I'm, I'm a big fan of a note to self. <laughs> Me um, too. Yeah, I might send a note to Will Self. Yeah, which I'll then publish Say, publicly as saying, a note to you self. You know, you're not as clever as you think you are. <laughs> Does he ever? Has he ever cashed in on the note to self um, I don't thing? Think Do you think? So. No, he doesn't look like a, a bloke who um, has fun. In any, con- in any context. <laughs> I don't think he's cashed in on the, uh, you know, you're not as clever as you think you are either. He's a massive <laughs> fan. No. <laughs> he's not. He's a massive fan of Jason Derulo, apparently. Is he? Yeah. Franks <laughs> wants to talk about Jason Derulo. No, I, I hadn't heard of Jason Derulo till, what was it, 15 minutes ago when Emily and... Uh, it was about 11 minutes and, ago, and yeah. And Sarah, the OK, 11 <laughs> minutes ago. Uh, uh, Sarah, the producer, and Emily told me about Jason Derulo, who's an American singer guy. Uh, he's not just a bloke who comes and measures stuff. <laughs> He's an American singer who says that. his name, I'm told, by the ladies. He says his <laughs> name at the beginning of every song. He what does. if he does cover versions? What does he do then? <laughs> Jason Derulo's out for summer. Du, 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 du. Well, it was one of those That'd difficult... That would be a great thing to put on his, uh, on his answer phone. <laughs> Jason Derulo's out for summer. <laughs> it was one of those difficult conversations, Al, where everything I said just got met with blank looks by Frank. I well, said, oh, it's EDM. He said, I don't know what that I is. I don't know, that sounded like a drug. <laughs> I mean, I know what that it's is. It's electronic. Yeah, you do. what is it, Al? Electronic, electronic dance, dance music, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. What, what we might call dance music or house, even. Oh, yeah. Jason yeah. Derulo, though, they're saying the name at the beginning um, of the song. I previously encountered this uh, in, in the 90s. Sometimes, you know, your rappers like to do this. Also, uh, Tony Braxton. Are you familiar with her? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. She yes. would say, Tony Braxton. What, are we, what is it? What, <laughs> what is it? They worried that all the writing around... Do, do they feel that writing might come to a sudden end and they'll be left with? Maybe it's the equivalent of sent pop, putting an idea in the post and sending it to you for copyright issues. Yeah. Jerry Lee Lewis did yeah. it, so it's, it's not a new phenomenon. Oh, did he? Alan Cochran likes it. He's yeah, it. It. <laughs> Jerry Lee Lewis would say thing like, um, if there was a song that said, uh, it'll be me and I'll be... Ser- Searching for you, it'll be uh, it'll be Jerry Lee, <laughs> and I'll be searching. For... So yeah, he did it very and well. To be fair, you do start every single show by saying this is the Frank Skinner show. Well, yes, yeah. but you know, rules <laughs> is a rules. <laughs> anyway, congratulations to all our Scottish listeners um, for. What did they win? Well, I think I thought it was going to be playing sailing last night. I thought, well, man. As Ian Wright said, 4-0 before the game. <laughs> oh, 4-0, 3-1 annoyed me a bit. And it was a fabulous uh, reality check, which we all need. Yes. Now, I'm not a massive fan of reality, but, um, but I think that was we Graham, needed that. Graham Souness, I mean, that was a big old bite of the reality sandwich he gave us. What about when he said, he kept saying ain't, which bothered me. Did he? Yes. Oh, said, did he? You know what, lads? It ain't happening. It just ain't happening. Oh, no. And then he said, yeah. I tell you what, if you carry on playing like that, it ain't coming home. Oh, yes, well, that's correct, but we won't carry on playing like that. Don't worry, Graham. Okay. With your big white teeth. <laughs> oh. I mean, come on. We were told, Is... when, when I began in television, which was, I think, was 1948, we were told you can't wear white on screen because it flares. <laughs> well, surely... You can't bring those teeth yeah. into a into a studio because I mean they need to, it needs to get a bit of tea. They used to put tea on people's white shirts and stuff, soak them in tea to take the edge off. He just needs to have a mouthful of Thai food if he holds that for twenty five minutes before. That. Because it was it, they were flaring like there was no no tomorrow. It was like watching a Vangelis gig. Oh.
Anyway, um, Roy Keane that, gets very uh, animated as well. Yes. Isn't he? Yeah, he's a bit frightening. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> good girl. Frank Skinner. Do you think if when Graham Sooner rings his wife, he says, "I tell you what, I ain't coming home." Does he say ain't all the time? I hope so. He um. He might say good girl. I don't know. I think he face FaceTimes her. Um, and, the, and she has to put shades on because yeah. of the teeth. <laughs> the teeth? Oh. They're so detached from reality for a man of that age, though, aren't they? If you, I mean, well, he's a handsome man, though. I'll, I'll give him that. Oh, still, yeah. ha- still handsome. Soon. Sorry. I think so. I tell you what made me think because he was a hard, he was a football hard. Is man. he still handsome? It's he not often handsome. someone says two words and I disagree with both those two words. Oh dear, what have we got? You know, handsomeness is obviously a subjective thing. Yeah, what I liked one. about him is that he um, was a hard man footballer. He was creative, but he also he really did leave her footed. <laughs> he was that kind mm-hmm. of player. Um, but then there was in after he retired, you used to see lots of photos of him out dining with um the late Dale Winton. And I <laughs> really? thought Yeah, and I thought, Oh, he must be a bit more multifaceted than we than we think, um, Graham Sooness. Not you know. You think he'd be out with Hulk Hogan. Yeah. He had that feel. So, you know. <laughs> I, I quite like him, actually, if we're gonna be fair. Yeah. I tell you what was a bit of a uh interesting moment this week was the uh, Ronaldo Coca-Cola moment. Did you see that? Yes. yes. In case you didn't see it. Um, Coca-Cola, no, look, we absolutely love all forms of sponsorship and advertising here at Absolute Radio. Um, of course. But Coca-Cola have got this thing of um, putting two bottles at the front next to the microphone. Yeah. I suppose the fact we're talking about it is... Um, Are we allowed yeah. to or we get in trouble? <laughs> I think we're all right. Um, we were sponsored by... Uh, a right. If you remember in our early years, we were sponsored by my mum's cola for quite a while. <laughs> I thought it was Panda. Yeah, I think Panda. <laughs> now, Panda, I think, I think they got the Christian O'Connell show. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but anyway... Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he picked up the two Coke bottles, put them under the desk, and then held up a water bottle and said, water, <laughs> um, in uh, Portuguese, I believe. Mm. And it's caused, apparently, Coca-Cola's um, pr- share prices dropped four billion on the international market. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Like they care. <laughs> four billion? <laughs> so... Um, so yeah, it became a thing, and uh, as I say, we wouldn't we wouldn't do it here. It yeah. did. It just uh, does show, though. I've worked a lot for the BBC, and also mm. worked a lot for ITV on television, mm. and worked for BBC Radio and work here commercial radio. And uh, if you're not getting sponsored or something, mm. then there's a lot. You know, people used to say. They'd, they'd review your show and say it was a terrible waste of licence payers' money. Yeah. No one's ever said what a terrible waste of advertisers' money because they don't care. Okay, but so we have tremendous freedom here. I also remember being a guest on a BBC Six show, which you think is perhaps one of the most honourable of the BBC. Yes, yeah. And there was only one person working on the show who was being paid. The rest wow. were there for the um, the glory of their experience. Mm. So, you know, oh. we can all learn from that, I think. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't happen. It's absolute. Well, we care about our staff. Um, speaking of Coca-Cola, is it true? I'm sure I've asked this before, but I'm, I don't know the answer. Is it true that if I was to take one of my teeth out and put it in Coca-Cola overnight, the next day it would be gone? And what, what would happen if you take one of Graham Sooness's teeth Well, it would have evaporated <laughs> and uh, there'd be a radiation leak in the local area. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We've had many people um, asking the question that I'll, uh, I'll round it up with 199's text message to yeah. the show. Frank... When Three Lions plays during your show, do you receive royalties? And does this count as being paid twice in the same period of time for the same job? Oh, Elizabeth, it's a very, occasional listener. We, it's we, a very good question. We've had um, a few, Frank. We've also had 311 
Qu- uh, sort of a briefer, uh, quick question. Has Frank just made a few quid by playing his own track <laughs> on the radio? Well, um, of course, people listening on the Decade channels, we won't have just oh, played yeah. three lines, although we have tried to do a three That's lines true. for every decade to try and cover this. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I said this many times, but we didn't make anywhere near the amount of money out of uh, three lines. That, um, David um, Badil, occasionally when we meet up, uh, um, brings this subject up and we wonder if anything um, str- dark and untoward has happened, which has kept it from us. very hard to believe. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so, yeah, so I think in the days now of playing stuff on radio and streaming, you get about 500th of a halfpenny for uh, oh. something. But and then we got to split. I got to split that with Dave. And Ian Brody gets two shares because he wrote all the music. Oh, so you know. Oh look, I'm not. You know, where's my violin? I it's mean, let's not right. let's not start crowdfunding the guy. No, it's not what it's about. It's about the joy of it. <laughs> That's what it's about. Um, but still, other people brought it up, so you have to discuss. Oh no! If it wasn't it for the money, I'd be doing adverts. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Wouldn't we all be? Okay. Wouldn't we all? Oh, I, I Frank, was, yeah. Nugget 48, <laughs> Re Jason Derulo. Frank, what about <coughs> Hello, My Name is Johnny Cash? Yeah, but that's not part of his song. That's his catchphrase. A catchphrase, <laughs> one could argue, is more or less unstealable. <laughs> Yeah, and quite common parlance as well. I saw him. It's adaptable if it was Pat My name is. I saw him on stage with, uh, was it the Highwaymen, that that sort of super group, country music super group. And they'd been on stage and done about three numbers before he stepped forward and said, hello, I'm Johnny Cash. And it was great that it was quite hard, you know, 20 minutes into the gig. Uh, I really but he, I have to say, every time I hear, I hear him say it, it gives me a tremendous tingle. Eddie O'Keefe has... Or the res- tongue, as they call it in France, I believe. Eddie O'Keefe yeah. has just responded to um, one of the topics we're dealing with this morning, which is what would happen to Graham Souness's teeth if you put them in a it, glass of Coke. Oh, yeah. Eddie O'Keefe has solved this. If you put Graham's tooth in Coke, it will light up like magnesium in a secondary school science class. Uh, that, w- that would be good to see. <laughs> Apparently, Gra- uh, Graham sleeps with two, an upper and lower gum shield full of daddy's... <laughs> brown sauce <laughs> which um, whitens his teeth uh, through the night. I don't know if you ever put an old coin in brown sauce overnight but the next day it sparkles beautifully. So um, that apparently what he, what, what he that's, that's his method. Apparently it's an old Scottish trick. <laughs> Frank Skinner Oh, let me um, tell you something. I I was watching, I was having my, um, I believe what they call in London, lunch. What I used to call dinner in the old days. But it was, you know, the midday sort of meal. Oh, yes. And um, now look. Let's start by saying we've all had to sell books <laughs> in our time and we have, to do, we have to do certain things that maybe we wouldn't yeah. do normally. Yeah. Um, Al, I think, used to sell encyclopedias door-to-door. I've sold a few books on eBay lately. Yeah, there you go. Are you referring, Frank, to uh, promotional appearances yet? A thing that they've started doing now, I notice, they used to have their book behind them on the bookshelf, their new book. But what they've started doing now is turning it to face the camera. Yes. In, the sh- in the bookshelf, you mean? Yeah, yeah, which is a very poor use of space to have a book facing <laughs> outwards on a book. So they've done it. It's really, oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's very Coca-Cola bottle in front of Christiana. <laughs> yes. It's really tight. I mean, you know, we don't all sell stuff, but come on. Anyway, I was watching uh, Politics Live um, uh, with yes. my uh, lunch. Is and that on um, the British Broadcasting Corporation on the B- on the BBC it's not on GB News, Al. Um, <laughs> and uh, Martin Lewis was oh yeah the money saving expert money saving expert. That's interesting. Yes. That yeah, we've all that is. we've all been out for a drink with them in our times. Who's <laughs> <laughs> hey? round? Is it? Where's Martin? This is round, isn't it? Oh no, he's gone. <laughs> the money saving expert seems to be in the toilet. Anyway. 
So I, I was, uh, I was braced for the book in the background. There's a lot of that. So, um, he's there. What has he got on his bookshelf? He's obviously cleared some books. He's got an array <laughs> of awards <laughs> what behind about saving him. Saving money. But well, yeah, awards for saving money, basically. What, I, think 19, you'd, I think you'd given him one, Al. Was he Alan Cochran award? <laughs> Are they personal awards? So. Like nineteen ninety-seven, left the pub before no, buying they, your round. They were all awards. And there was even um, his OBE was. He'd got the. You know, it comes in a case. He'd got that open Does and it? up run like a birthday card <laughs> with his OBE behind him. I, I mean, come on. Be a bit. I'm imagining he arrives at places. You know when you get those ones where the cops hold up their badge in films when they turn off? Martin arrives at a restaurant, um, OBE. I oh. think he's probably like uh, my mother was, which was uh, she'd go into a newsagent, uh, 20 silk cut, and I went to the Royal Academy of Dramatic Art. What other awards does a money saving expert? Well, I, I, I froze. It... I, in fact, I'll send you that maybe someone will recognise it. I took a picture of it and we'll put it up on our social media. Um, maybe some will recognise uh, some of his awards. There was, uh, they're all things like, you know, the Asda Price star and, and stuff like that. I think he's done quite a lot of campaigns about financial literacy and stuff like that. So uh, yeah, and I think he does that thing of buying uh, jumpers from Oxfam and then he, he unwinds all the wool and knits a new jumper. That's nice. That's one of his money-saving nice. expert <laughs> tips. I say this of um, ML... Um, I looked him up on the rich list. Apparently, oh. he's worth 123 million. Frank, God, I should have stopped with the BBC. Their money's gone up a bit. That man is made of money. Well, <laughs> that's because he saves so much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm surprised he hasn't. Perhaps he's selling the OBE. That's why it's up, <laughs> up behind him. Oh man, I couldn't. But I mean, modesty. I, I, th I thought Raheem oh. Sterling was going to be wearing this <laughs> last night. <laughs> it's all just come out with them. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Speaking of um, such matters, I got a, uh, I got a email <clears throat> from Absolute Radio this week. Anyway, bye. Oh. No, no. I uh, I got an email. <laughs> no for, longer required. For my nine-year-old son. I noticed. Yeah, but this oh, was right. this was for Boz from uh, Paul Sylvester. Paul Sylvester is one of the, uh, the the mighty figures at Absolute Radio. Yeah. The, who the who could you? Master of Fa yeah, he's a man. puppet master. Yeah. Fabulous man. I mean, I know I would say that, wouldn't I? I'll say one thing about Paul, and I always say this: he smells lovely. He is so fragrant, mm. that man. Something I've Zesty, never managed to carry on. Citrusy, I find. Oh, uh, yeah, whereas I'm more life boy, <laughs> if you know what I mean. But, anyways, mm. he's a, a top man, and um, I was proved by this story, I think, because he forwarded a little uh, video. Do you still say video? Mm. Um, is that yeah. still a word? Yeah. Anyway, for bars, so. Um, I, uh, are you familiar with the phrase? Jaw dropping. Oh yes. No, I didn't yeah. think it was a literal thing. <laughs> I didn't think people's jaws actually drop. I showed, I gave Buzz this thing. He's nine, in case you don't know, and he puts the video on, and I visibly watched his jaw literally <laughs> drop. And that's because it was a personal message from Alice Cooper. <gasps> what? Thanking him for because Buzz is a massive fan. No. So, um, after I showed um, Bozzy's birthday cake on social media, which my partner had made and which was an Alice Cooper cake, um, Paul contacted uh, Planet Rock, isn't it? Planet Rock, where Alice Cooper does the show. They contacted Alice. He sent the video. It was honestly, if ever you see a nine-year-old kid in utter... Ex he watched it 50 times. My jaw's dropped now. Yeah. Alice, good old Alice. Good old Alice. And at the end, 
he tells he, he sort of says thanks for being a big fan of mine much appreciated and all that and then he does a whole thing pretending that he, he comes into the studio and I leave it in a mess for him oh he did a bit of business <laughs> so he did a bit he did a bit of comedy and then at the end he just goes buzz rock oh, oh. <laughs> but it was what a top man Oh, wow. That's great. And Boz was telling me that he, um, I don't know if it's still alive, but he had a boa constrictor. Yes, um, I remember that. Alice Cooper. Yeah, do you know what it was called now? No, I never asked him. It was called... Uh, <laughs> Easy. It was called uh, <laughs> Julius Squeezer. Oh, that's good. And that made me think, you know, me and David Baddiel had a cat called Chairman Meow. And I just thought, um, there are some... Especially puns. You know, the whole idea of a joke is that you do it and then it's gone, but they just, the ones that are set in stone. Like Joe Root, the England cricket captain, his number, you can choose a number to have on your back, and he has 66 is his number. Mm. So it says Root on the top and then 66. Oh, come on, that's brilliant. But it's a pun. Oh, that's nice. You know what I mean? It's a pun that's ongoing. There must be still people going, oh, hold on a minute. Yeah. So um, if anyone else can think of any um, jokes built to last like that, not, not, <laughs> please don't, but don't be unkind. You know, this, is, this whole story has made me such a huge fan of the AC. Well, I, it's the yeah. nicest thing that he went to. And Paul Sylvester said, I just thought, well, I'll give it a, a try. And he said it was all back in, you know, in, in a few days. He'd done it and sent it off and it was all nicely done. It was brilliant. Good old Alice. And Alice Cooper, you remember, I sort of fell in love with when I interviewed him in a strange spiritual moment. So maybe I knew then the the good, the good in there. Once you get past Julius, (laughs) as he likes to call it. This is Frank Skinner. Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on um, Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Text the show on 8.12.15. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio and email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Oh, it's exciting, isn't it? Yeah, maybe. I'll tell you what, it ain't coming home. Um, Frank Dean from Leicester has got in touch. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, Graham, Do you know? Actually, Graham Sooners would probably say, that's as maybe. <clears throat> he wouldn't say maybe. Uh, Dean from Leicester has got in touch. Mm. You were talking earlier about Alice Cooper's snake, boa yes. constrictor, who is called, Frank? Julia Squeezer. I mean, it might. he did have one that died. This might have been an earlier one, but he certainly owned a snake called Julia Squeezer that, that constricted. Mm. Yeah. How long do snakes live? Oh, you can't give me that kind of hospital <laughs> pass on live radio. It wasn't directed. Now everyone's thinking, oh, Frank's going to even know how long snakes live. It was a general. I was addressing the nation because I think it? they yeah, live I'd between like four and five years. Al, what are you going for? Uh, I, I'm going to go. Uh, I bet it's long. Three. I bet Do you know what I'm going? I'm going 12. I think it's probably longer oh. than that. I t- I've always felt there are Anyone two knows, kinds, the two kinds of enjoyable conversations. Mm. Ones where everyone know what they're talking about, and ones where nobody knows. <laughs> the worst thing in a pub is when you start having an argument, and there's a bloke who's read a book about it or something. Like that. It's, I say bloke; it's usually oh. a bloke. <laughs> We're talking about football, and they say the trouble is they used to play four four two, but they've changed. You just think, oh, you've spot. It's not even worth having the conversation there. No all. Yeah, I'm going to go 12 years. <laughs> and it is, it is a source of constant joy to me that the phrase no all is an insult. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like do gooder. <laughs> Although that is a... Yeah. I'm fine with that. Well, no. Let, <laughs> crowd pleaser. Let's go back That's to good. Dean from Leicester. Dean. Hmm. Humdrum days and humdrum wees, humdrum days. Who says, uh, at uni, they all say uni, the young ones now. Yes, I blame neighbours. Yes, it's, it, uh, you're right. In our day, it was say, university. They used to say university and then the, Aust- the Australian influence. It's very Aussie. When people started ending sentences like this. You're going to uni? Yeah, and then they started talking mm-hmm. about uni, yeah. Uni in Erinsborough? Anyway, what's, um, what's Dino got to say about it? At uni, 
there was a local stray cat that used to hang around our halls of residence. One of the guys in our flat nicknamed him David Meowie on account of his two different coloured eyes. Oh, very good. Be well all. That's all right. Yeah, David Bowie, was he a... Be well all. <laughs> yeah, he just be well all. Do be you well like all, that? OK. Oh, Interesting. A few words on that, It's an enjoyable sign-off, yeah, I like it. It's quite... It's not that easy to say, is it be well all? It's quite a no. Davros be well all. It's a bit. St- <laughs> I like it. Davros. Um, <laughs> I was watching some Davros this week. No, no, sure. no one has rages. <laughs> I mean, he really mad. What a what a job that must have been to scream and shout. Wow. Can I tell you something I've never said? I was watching some Davros this week. <laughs> you brought up Davros. I did, I did. Yes. <clears throat> OK. In further news, guys, Brian Simmons from from Aberystwyth says we gave our chickens Star Wars-themed names, Princess Leia. That's excellent. Oh, yeah. Luke Skysquawker. Mm, that's, that's good, right. but it's good to have a pair. And Hen Solo. That's good. Oh, that's good. I, I do. Yeah, I like that. That's All good. Right. They're, they're very fine. <laughs> and I thought they were going to be foul at first, but they're really good. See again, oh, Al. Al. I love the way Al embroiders. He's not satisfied to leave. He thinks, no, I'm just going <laughs> to. You know, when the when the uh, as when the uh, corsage goes past, he's the one that throws the extra flowers. <laughs> and I love I love him for that. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. <laughs> okay, so I had a lovely letter from Kerry. Oh. Kerry lives in uh, Shirley in the in the West Midlands. Shirley that actually has got an Indian restaurant called the Shirley Temple. I kid you not. And uh, I don't know if you remember, I I told you um, guys recently that I was walking in my environs and uh, I saw a big box of New Yorker magazines Mm. and it said, help yourself. And I really wanted to take them all. And then I went away and came back again and I just couldn't pick them up. I don't know why I didn't got the courage to do it. And she, uh, she has sent me a New Yorker. Very sweetly. She also celebrates her 50th birthday on Monday the 14th of June. Congratulations. And says, happy birthday from you guys. Happy birthday from you guys would be Colston. I think she means Colston. I think she's going to be Edward Colston, which is a slightly (laughs) different um, (laughs) angle. Uh, Colston is sort of south-east London-y, Croydon-y place um, with a D. Yeah. And and Edward Colston is... um, is an ex statue. Mm. Well, he's still a statue, but he's 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 got all dirty. <laughs> he's a statue no longer in situ. Exactly. Oh. Very nice. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, interestingly, this week I was walking with uh, with Buzz down the street, and someone had done a similar thing on their step of help yourself, mm. including a one thousand piece Tintin jigsaw. Wow. I think based on the the stories, the something lotus, black lotus, red lotus, mm. blue lotus, one of the loti, mm. and uh, Boz just picked them up, kept you walking. See, he just got good life. <laughs> this is the uh, that's the that's the difference, right? Yeah, innocence the of youth. He said, "Help yourself." It. Yeah, mm. yeah. Innocence, help yourself. He wanted it. He took it. That was it. There was no soul searching. He didn't go away and come back. Well, I think it's the, fair uh, to say that you overthought it, didn't you? I did. Um, you I've know? always, I've also felt that if you want the epitome of hope and optimism, take the person who buys a second-hand jigsaw. <laughs> I to me, that'll always have missing piece. Always, <laughs> always, always. But maybe it won't. I think the difference between you and Buzz, perhaps, if I may say this to the uh, National Poetry Tsar. May I recommend, by the way, that everyone listens to Frank's Poetry Podcast, which is so brilliant. And may I... (laughs) Not quite the response (laughs) I expected. Legend! (laughs) That's a montage of me reading poetry and then running up some steps. Well, I would like to put it to the Tsar that uh, the love song of... uh, J. Alfred Prufrock mm-hmm. 
it, that's that's summed up in that in some ways. It's the will I wear my trousers rolled? Mm. Oz wouldn't ask that question. He just rolled. He just rolled the trousers. Yeah, you're right. You know what? Take mm. the New Yorkers. Caroline has been in touch. 29th of May, the missive starts. New Yorker magazines. Oh, yeah. I switched on the radio this morning as Frank was telling the tale of missing out on a pile of New Yorker magazines. Mm. We have a WhatsApp group of 20 Verdi group ladies who worked on the film Florence Foster Jenkins. Okay. When she says Verdi group ladies, I mean, are they just massive fans of Giuseppe? Yeah, it sounds like it, doesn't it? I think it might be a marketing company. Okay. In the film, we were her close friends and supporters, despite her awful voice. So they played minor roles, I assume, in the film. Okay. On the 20th of May, one of them asked an American friend in our group if she would be interested in a big pile of New Yorker magazines. Okay. The answer was yes. I'm so sorry, Frank. Now, <laughs> yeah, she didn't say, well, I don't know if I can say yes to it. Yeah, OK. There you go. Yeah. It's an interesting, the Florence Foster Jenkins <laughs> film. I've got a feeling I should know who that is, morally. Do you know who it is? No. I only know who it is because Hugh Grant's in it and I watch every film he's in, did including they call her, both Paddington's. Did they call her Flofo? <laughs> she was a notoriously bad singer okay. who was very wealthy. And so um, it's a bit like Citizens Kane's wife. Okay. Okay. Or um, Three Lions. <laughs> who are you referring to, oh, Frank? Similar setup. <laughs> I ask you again, Minister. No. I, um, <laughs> I'm, I plead the fifth. <laughs> I'm going to confess to you, I'm a little disappointed in the uh, wider world today. Usually they let us know things that we're interested in. I really thought we'd know the life cycle of a snake by now. Oh, yeah. yeah. How long. We still haven't been told that. But um, they have told us some interesting things about um, Joe Biden's vehicle that we were discussing last week. Um, The Beast. The Beast. You remember The Beast? Oh, God, yeah. Um, Apparently, the... The beast can withstand an egg attack to the windscreen. Um, Simon Whale tells us an egg attack. You can't just wash off. You can't just wash off egg white with with windscreen wipers. It just smudges and blocks your view. Is that um, right? It sounds like the voice of experience for Simon. There, he's have you have you never been pelted with egged. eggs? Well, it used to be a thing on the last day of school. You used to see um, yeah. youths on the street covered in eggs and flour that they'd uh, thrown at each other. Mm. But I haven't seen that for I, a, a while. It's happened to me. I did get egg thrown at my back on a Halloween one night. Um, oh, that's no a long time that. ago. Mm. No. Awful. I, I live to tell the tale, though. So that's well, you, you have literally lived to tell the tale. Demonstrably true. Yeah. <laughs> I got pelted with eggs uh, when I was a student, and you know what? I probably oh. deserved it. Oh, what, what was the context? Uh, there was no context. There were just some youths. I was walking down the street. Oh, youths. And uh, yeah, I got pelted. I wonder if. Um if our original texter who says that you can't just wash off egg wipe with windscreen wipers, if it was a particularly hot day and you put the windscreen wipers on, could you create scrambled egg Could you scramble? Oh, that's what... Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... I, 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 I dislike scrambled eggs. Oh, I'm sorry about Do that. Do I'll tell you what my problem is. I think it might be the most controversial thing you've ever said. It's such an amazing feat of natural engineering, the yolk suspended in the middle of that. It's been... You know, the, right. people go on and on about the ship in the bottle, mm. but the yolk suspended in the middle of Do that they? complete shell is... Ama- oh, God, yeah, it's still a big thing, the ship in the bottle. And... Um, is it? It's, uh, is it not big in Manchester? Because the, not, not because the canal was not as busy as it was. <laughs> um, it's, uh, yeah, I think it's a, it's like a sort of nature's coke float, oh, the, the egg. egg. Yeah. And it's, I think it's a shame to scramble it. Do you know, that's so fascinating because I find the yolk makes me feel a bit eerie. Mm. 
and mm. it's the one thing really? I like to destroy. A bit <laughs> I like to destroy <laughs> all evidence of the yolk's existence. Oh. Hence me preferring the scramble. It just tend. There's a lot of. It feels a bit organic. The matter surrounding it, and I've seen too many bits in it. Uh, I just think a chicken. The fact that a chicken can knock out a yolk suspended inside a solid. Yeah. Brilliant. Princess Leia. Great work. <laughs> yeah, Princess Leia. Respect to Mondo. <laughs> Boys, Al mentioned... Uh, we're talking about Biden. Mm. Old Pa Biden had his first presidential summit, did you see, with uh, your pal, Frank, Vladimir Putin. That's <laughs> my pal. I like it. I saw it was, they were talking about it. The headline said uh, Putin, Biden, blah, blah. And Putin, Biden, doesn't that sound like a small picturesque village in Leicestershire? <laughs> yes, I, um, I, I passed through Putin, Biden. It's very lovely there. They have very good ice cream at that shop on the corner. Yes, it, it was a lovely shots of them sitting awkwardly together so in their photo awkward. stock. So awkward, and he yeah. had to he had to choose some gifts, which we will uh, we will be discussing presently. All I can say is quite a difficult person to buy gifts for, perhaps. Would you say? Well, let, let's find out. Frank Skinner, Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. Breaking this news just in mm. on Snake's life expectancy. Ah, yes. Have you seen this, Al? It, does, it must differ yeah. from snake to snake, does it? Well. Yeah, I don't think they all have exactly the same life no. expectancy. That would be odd. Yes. But I mean breeds of snake, you know. Yeah. Well, eight, is it 983 has got mm-hmm. in touch? Hi, everyone. Snakes can live for five to 30 years. Oldest recorded was a python in 2020 who was 62. Wow. 62-year-old Python. (laughs) Well, (laughs) sure is hot in this basket. (laughs) A little bit of a slippery individual. Yeah, they are. (laughs) (laughs) I love a 62-year-old snake. (laughs) Do they go grey? They probably look grey because they shed their skins, don't they? Unlike humans. Their skin gets very dry, I suspect. No, I think their skin is quite dry. But if they keep shedding it, it's basically like having facelift after facelift. Oh, lucky devils. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, we're talking about uh, Grandpappy Biden (laughs) and uh, meeting with with Putin. And uh, Putin got some gifts. Oh, he did. He did, yeah. uh, Biden gave him some uh, expensive sunglasses, like the aviator ones. Yeah. Well, I like the aviators. They were, in fact... They are those, yeah, yeah. The, uh... I got um, pulled up by... Uh, I, I think I might have told you this, but maybe not from this angle. We got. Mm. I was in, on a road trip in uh, going across America with um, Adrian Childs. Oh, that was the Wallace and Gromit one. Yeah, yeah. and the Sky Sports uh, News uh, reporter, Bryn Law, and... And uh, we were pulled over for speeding, literally by one of those American cops in aviator classes. And I did feel like saying, cool. "Come on, fight the stereotype, mate." <laughs> you know, get yeah. some of those. You know, those ones like uh, football fans wear with like Venetian blinds <laughs> instead of shades, <laughs> with like the national flag on. Get some of those. Oh, Frank, what about the New Year's ones? Oh, it's like the Millennium. I tell you what, you never see any. Aren't, do you remember the Elvis ones that had holes in the... Uh, what do they call that? The stem, is it? They yes, call it? yes. Yeah, they've ne- no one else has adopted. They've never... They'll always be Elvis glasses. And I only ever see them on Elvis impersonators. Mm. You don't see people wearing those casually. No, they had a no. brief resurgence, sure. but more, as you say, in a sort of ironic way. They're more the uh, the preserve of the, the fancy dress. They'll shop. always be Elvis shades. One of my favourite Elvis pictures, and I have many, is Elvis doing karate wearing those shades. <laughs> oh, fantastic! Well, I liked, and I love Elvis, so I like to think that unites all of us. That photograph in so many ways. My all-time favourite. Um, 
Elvis photo is him in a full-length leather jacket and shades at night carrying a large um, torch at the scene of a road accident where he yeah. used, they used to listen in to police radio because he'd been given police badges as gifts. But he, he just used to turn up at the, at the accident and, and have a look at the, the scene. And it's just him at night... Shane's walking around by this. It's, it really is one of the great. I think he was quite pally with Nixon, wasn't he? That's a good well, I don't know. He, he went to visit. He went to visit Nixon and got some badges and memorabilia. There's a great bit where Nixon gives him a badge and uh, he said, uh, "I got a wife as, uh, as well," and he gives him another like a badge. And then he's taking him out in this drawer. Then Elvis goes over to the drawer and says, "What else you got in there?" And starts going <laughs> through Nixon's drawer. Have we put what are these cassettes? <laughs> like Martin Lewis, right? <laughs> yeah, what's these cassettes that's uh, been edited? <laughs> Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Uh, we were talking about uh, Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. I mean, catch him while you can. <laughs> uh, well, the aviators are the American military sunglass. Uh, they're the shade of choice. They're very. Uh, I don't know, but I've been told. Yeah, well, I um, I don't I know not just the American. When I was on the uh, North South Korea border, well, yeah. Um, yeah, the South <laughs> Korean soldiers who stand with rifles raised aimed at North Korea. At the DMZ? You thought yeah, DMZ? exactly. Um, <laughs> electric music zoo. Um, <laughs> the, 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 the dank music show. I can't do it. Um, and they just stand uh, in their uniforms. Not Actually, not right. Guns sort of at chest level. Mm. Stand in a locked stance. And they all wear aviator shades. And they just stare mm. at... Um, North Korea and then on the hour they go away and some more South Korean soldiers in aviator shades come to stay wow it's the most male place I've ever been in my life Mm. and I've been to an Alan Cochran gig and you, yeah, and you spend time at West Bromwich Albion sometimes too, don't you? Yeah, but and I, I that's, been to not, West Ham, that's a so. terrible stereotype in that we don't have many female supporters. Take that back. <laughs> anyway, what I would, do you think Biden was, Biden was saying he's uh, lost a bit of weight, uh, the president? His hair's not yellow anymore. And someone said... Uh, no, no, they've they've changed the president, and he said, "Change the president? What kind of talk is that? Absolutely outraged! Change the pre- most ridiculous thing I've ever." Anyway. Well, there he handed over, and if he personally handed over an aide, picked these items, didn't they, Al? But the, we don't know. Well. That. Okay, but they were the. I heard that Biden's a bit of a prankster, and that he got them to like <laughs> put the inside of the glasses with the um, boot polish and left a, a sort of a oh, ring wish, around each oh, eye on Putin. That oh, would be great. I wish he'd put under the chair a real Bronx chair. <laughs> we'll the old whoopee cushion. <laughs> and yes. then, you know when they sit down, it's all silent. You can just hear the, the little, you know, the cameras going. That's all you hear. Well, the shutters going. And if you just heard the real Bronx cheer. Oh. I should say, yes, that is the... Apparently, that's on every whoopee cushion that um, <laughs> Emily's seen the real Bronx cheer. Do you think Putin would have... Do- how do you think he would have responded to that? Well, I did. Well, I watched the Oliver Stone interviews with Putin, and in that, I, I told you they watched Doctor Strangelove together, which is an interesting film to show to a Russian leader. Mm. And at the end of it, he said, yeah, it's, "It's good, and I know people like this." And um, <laughs> and uh, and Oliver Stone says, "Have the have the have the DVD," and he gives, and he, and and Putin leaves. And then Oliver Stone sort of saying to camera, I thought that went pretty well. He took it. And suddenly the door opens again. And Putin comes in and says, very American gift, and opens the the DVD box, and it's empty. (laughs) I thought that was a very fine gag on on, uh, Mr. Mr. Putin, Mr. Putin's part. (laughs) Is that the VP? 
So, uh, yeah, I, I think he might have a sense of humour, but it might be very cruel. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Very, very cruel. <laughs> This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text the show on 8.12.15. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email the show via the Absolute Radio website. All these alternatives are available. Mm. And actually, 740 said if they played the whoopee cushion prank, would they call it a top trumps? That's from uh, uh, Angle. So meanwhile, over at the Geneva Summit, boys, which we were discussing... <laughs> Can I tell you something about... Changing the subject. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right, this was all at the Geneva Summit. <laughs> at the Geneva Summit, um, if that, yeah, that is where it was, uh, I... Uh, you know, I used to talk to you about the pictures they used to have in the local press when I was a kid. <laughs> that if, for example, somebody was going to university, a local person got to Oxford or mm. something... They'd have a picture of them in a mortarboard <laughs> hat with a big mm. pile of books. And if they were doing, uh, I don't know, if they were doing science, they might have a Bonson burner in the other hand. Yeah. And the whole picture. I think the right. theory that people can't read. Yeah. I yeah. noticed the way they set this up. They had Putin sitting under an American flag, uh-huh. and I uh, know sitting under a, a Russian flag, and Biden under an American flag. Then they had a globe of the world in the, the middle and they sat um, Biden on the west of it and, <laughs> right. and I thought yeah I know, I know who they are I know who they are and yeah. what they do for a living you don't have to go crazy to be honest Go on. I think I think that's actually not for our benefit. I think it's for Joe Biden's because he doesn't know where he is. Look, I'm sorry, Trump's gone. We have to get over it. I know it's sad. <laughs> He's gone. He, but you know, I read something that said that was the first time Donald Trump accepted that he wasn't president anymore was when he saw the summit. Oh, really? Yeah. That must be hard to have someone else in your chair, as it were. Especially with Vlad. Yeah, because they, they did get on well. What next? Is he going to be meeting uh, <laughs> Kim Jong? <laughs> mm? Or is he eel? Yeah. Mm, yeah. We should say, as in addition, guys, to the, um, I don't know, but I've been told, aviators, he also gifted him a lovely crystal bison mm. yeah not just lovely but quite pricey $3,200 worth is that what it said on the buffalo bill yeah. oh come on <laughs> yes it's uh, can What's I say never $95 for the base I know yeah. that was incredible I love, I love that you know how much the base costs a lot for a base isn't it it's cherry it was Cherry wood. Well, that was classy, I I, that guys. That he he opted for the cherry wood base was optional, and yeah. I thought that was tremendously classy. I'm not going to lie; I think I would have gone without the base. Yeah, I don't. I don't like to burst. I'm not saying that they got ripped <laughs> off, but my crystal bison that I've got in this room with me was eight quid. Ah, oh. well, I for me there's money they've spent on that they call it crystal but it's it's glass isn't it basically <laughs> and please never buy me anything that's glass I just think it's the worst especially that you know the glass with the squiggly paint in the oh. middle of it which I'm sure is a very clever and I can't work out how they do it but I've seen is it, it now is I it? think it is can I in fact the clownfish I believe was named after their two most popular um, sales <laughs> items the clown <laughs> with the glass with squiggly paint <laughs> and the fish I went to Elton John's villa in Nice and he's got loads of, of uh, the glass with squiggly paint in it mm. loves it that was uh, that was a shocker <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I heard know. he was I thought, a sculptor. He up? would like it. He said, you know, if I was a sculptor. I know, but he never said if I was one of those guys <laughs> who sort of blew glass whilst adding paint <laughs> to the mix. But then again, that would be exciting. No. But make everyone see. <laughs> no, it really is the worst. What, what glass with squiggly painting uh, items do you have at your home? <laughs> 
8, 12, 15. <laughs> I can only think of the clown and the fish, but there must be other, um, other ones. Yeah. Is there the drunk leaning on lampposts? That rings a bell, <laughs> but I could be wrong. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. The bison? We were talking about Joe Bison. Joe Bison? Well, boys, yeah. it, it is the national mammal. I bet you Putin calls that thing Joe Bison from that <laughs> that little statuette yeah. thing. I mean, yeah, where's Joe Bison? Ha ha ha! I can see right through him. Ha ha ha! I bet you. I bet he took the gift and he said, "Thank you, felicitations, thank you." <laughs> and then he walked out and he went, "Get the hammer, destroy." Do you think? Yeah, I don't think he. I, oh. Because he, it's quite an ugly sculpture. What he should have given him a little Russian bear, and when he lifted, <laughs> when he lifted it up off the surface, it went. Oh, it was a jingle thing. Oh, oh it's jokes been ruined. is the national mammal of Russia. Yeah, that's why I'm suggesting uh, the I bear. I love that idea. The national mammal is an... Int- I mean, he said that they gave him uh, the bison because it's symbolic of their first president, George Washington. Why, why is that? I missed out on that. Oh, it's something to do with the oh. cherry wood. I don't quite understand. No, I think it's something to do... Oh, he chopped down a cherry tree. Frank, you see? Oh, yes, of course. He chopped down a cherry tree and his dad said, his there. dad said, did you chop down that cherry tree? Oh, and George Washington so said, I buy. cannot tell a lie. Oh, yes, I did. Lovely. So it wasn't the bison, it was the cherry wood. Got it. That well, explains... Biden... Sorry. Yeah. No, go on. I went to um, Cody, Wyoming, which was a town which was built by Buffalo Bill Cody. Mm. And in the bar... There was a cherry wood um, section of the bar that had been given to him by Queen Victoria. I was about... Oh, no, you can't say that. <laughs> no. What about that, then? <laughs> um, um, oh, OK. That was a terrible flashback, I had then. Awful. OK. Anyway. Well, I, can I say that? I, you know the, the woman who lived next door to us who brought in the alarm clock that had got urine in it and put it on our kitchen oh, table yeah. and said, can you fix that? Well, her husband obsessively sang this song Little Georgie Washington never told a lie Little Georgie Washington never told a lie Little, you could hear him in the yard in the morning when he got up <laughs> Little Georgie Washington never told a lie you could see him oh man so apparently the fact we're getting kind of regular updates on that family yeah exactly <laughs> slightly Dickensian the way you're treating it it's, it's been a long time ago I must say do you know what I um, I saw a clip of the press conference and do you know what I liked Joe Biden. The, you mean the press conference? <laughs> I call it the press conference. You know when they ah. do, Joe Biden did a, a press conference afterwards and what I enjoyed is he did uh, a bit of an Elvis, Joe Biden, because one of the reporters uh, said, uh, uh, Mr President, you famously told him he didn't have a soul. Oh, wow. I don't bring that up. So big one. And then she said, yeah. uh, do you have a deeper understanding of him now? And you know how Joe responded? Go on. He just put on his aviators and he said, thank you very much. Oh, wow. <laughs> and he left. And it was very as if to... It was oh, very clear wow. eastward, as if to say, I don't much care for people that like me, answer me questions. He didn't want to be on that stage. That's no good. You've got to answer the questions. That's why you're there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fine. No, not good well. enough. Sorry. <laughs> If little Georgie Washington never told a lie, I don't see why <laughs> old Joe should be any different. Fair dues. Oh, man. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. We- oh, the yeah. internet. Isn't it interesting? Well, it's been useful yeah, this morning because it's provided <laughs> us with photographic um, evidence of the clown and various other squiggly paint ornaments. Oh, good. John Hopkins, mm-hmm. one of our regulars. My nan was the don of squiggly paint. <laughs> yeah, they are. It's a nan thing. I mean, there was an ornament when I was a kid which would have been perfect for Vladimir Putin. Mm. And it was, it's, one, it's the only glass ornament I think I'd accept. And it was a large brandy glass. <laughs> and you, 
there was it was a three part uh, display. There was a cat. <laughs> the front paws was hooked, so you could hook them on the edge of the glass. And then a small mouse you put in the glass, and it was praying for mercy. And it's a sort of fabulous image of, uh, I suppose, dictatorial oppression. <laughs> <laughs> We've also heard from Bearcat123. Oh, yeah? Come on, come on. Why did nobody ask about the difference between a buffalo and a bison? Very disappointing lack of effort, a bit like the three lions last night. Sorry, Bearcat. Sorry, but it is a bit what people say about the buffalo and the bison. (laughs) And the old joke used to be, you can't wash your hands in a buffalo. Do you remember? That was the punchline. Oh, yeah. I've got to say, I went to um, Yellowstone Park and Mm. I saw buffaloes sort of in the wild and like I'm a massive fan of I grew up to, on Westerns is a massive part of my life and mm. seeing real buffalo was a, a, quite a moment but I don't want no glass one thank you <laughs> no no it we've, was great we've also heard from Stephen uh, Green five, oh, sorry. no go on sorry Al uh, I was just going to say 754 has asked a good searching political question uh, just wondering if uh, Biden has hidden a listening device in the base of the bison. I did wonder if that's why it was um, crystal, so that it was see-through, and Biden could blur out to Putin. See, it's not bugged. Look, you can look right through it. Yeah, then, and didn't what, didn't people base. have crystal sets as well, which were like little radio receivers that had a crystal in them? Ah, did they? Yeah, I th- perhaps the whole thing set up to be a, a receiver. Okay. Oh, we might have uh, stumbled on something. What if? What if this? What if talking about this on air leads to World War Three? How would we feel there? Have you been reading your little John Le Carre novels again? (laughs) I know you like your thrillers. No, uh, I've just been reading James Blunt's (laughs) autobiography. Do you remember he said he'd he'd stopped World War Three? James Blunt. (laughs) Beautiful. This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. 398 has has texted us saying, guys, Trump isn't worried about Biden being at the summit. He's writing a book, quote, the book of all books. (laughs) Is he really? Oh, yeah, that's what he's called it. That's the real thing. That's what he's called it. Fantastic. I I really hope so. I don't know if he's calling the book that, but he's referred to it as the book of all books. Of course Uh, he has. I hope he calls it that. That means people (laughs) are fancy reading all books are going to have a lot of time saved. They can just read that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I don't think he wrote that big business one, did he? What, the Bible? You know that one about how to do a deal or Uh, whatever? Oh, the art of the deal? Yeah, I don't think he actually wrote it. But nobody nobody writes anything anymore. They get people there. Good point. Uh, Stephen Green has got in touch. When I was working... (laughs) (laughs) He'll be back. He'll be back, Al. When I I was working with a small group of analyst programmers on an IT project... Mm -hmm. uh, He's drawn us in with this uh, opener. Yeah. We'd scoot around to each other's desks while sat on our office chairs, the ones with wheels, and we would call this Davrossing. Hey, Davros, over here. Uh, Oh, okay. Do you approve? Because Davros um, operates on a Dalek base. Oh. So he's sort of half Dalek. Oh, is he? Well, you know, he's actually, because a Dalek is actually a horrible, squiggly jelly thing. What's the other half of him then? Well, no, he's he's in a he's in this thing, but I don't. I'm not sure he um, where he where Davros begins and the Dalek base. I mean, he's he looks or he's very poorly. (laughs) He's got. He's like he doesn't have any eyes, and he's he's colouring. He's very he's very pale. Frank just called Davros, but he looks very poor. He never looks well, Davros. I've heard he's not himself. That's what I've heard. No, and he's. his hands and that. They can't sunbathe. What do you expect of them? His man? hands on the no. bottoms are very sort of shaky, horrible, purple hand things. My mother's concern about whenever she watched Doctor Who was always that none of them had social lives. I'm sure that's she said not they true. never go out, or you never see them having a drink, or talk to, or ringing friends. Well, of course, we wouldn't have known <laughs> that in old Brie. 
And we yeah. were used to not seeing the people on television <laughs> around in the pubs. I don't know why. Let's say Desic was uh, Shaw Taylor's Police 5. They might have been on there. And he rode up. <laughs> Great character, though. Yeah. We've had other missives, haven't we, Al? Uh, yes, 444 has messaged us. I thought that was you laughing chats. in an aristocratic <laughs> fashion. <laughs> That's four, how I laugh. Four, yeah. four. <laughs> uh, morning, chaps. Snakes can live for up to 30 years. It all depends on whether New World or Old World and the make or model meaning of the snake. Yes. Our UK slow worm, which is technically a lizard, can also live for 20 or 30 years. Yeah, I like the way they throw that in as if we all know it. I didn't oh, yeah, know that. Them. No. Technically a lizard. But I wouldn't mind a T-shirt with technically a lizard on it. <laughs> well, I'll call David on. Uh, he might be able and, to help you out. And they add... <laughs> <laughs> they add. They tend to go blue in colour the older they get, so you can tell the really old Tell ones. me about it, dear. Like Davros? <laughs> <laughs> I would not be surprised to find he's got a bit of snake DNA in there somewhere. He's furious, absolutely furious most of the time. There's no sort of off-duty Davros in Doctor Who <laughs> when he's talking about his, you know, I remember the old days and blah. There's not, he's just uh, he, fiendish or he, furious. He starts, <laughs> it's almost like one of those performances. He's a sort of Terry Scott figure in that he doesn't, he doesn't, there's not much range. No. He starts very mm. high. Well, he does, there's, there's well, no. times when he yeah. does, he does, he's de- deceiving people and then he can sound slightly friendly. But it's hard to be friendly when you when you look like that. Does he never do sort of basic, you know, like, does he never have lines which are like, oh, can you put that over there for me, please? No, he, don't, oh, he, don't, no. he doesn't. He's not, he don't really get much domestic Davros. <laughs> <laughs> or domestos, as I call it. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Was that thing um, that Jimmy Nail was in? Was that called Chancer? Do you remember that? Oh, that was Clive uh, Owen. He was in Spender. Spender. Clive, yeah. That's uh, Jimmy written by uh, Martin Lewis, my money expert, money saving no. expert. No. <laughs> okay. He's yeah. he likes no Spender. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Martin um, Lewis OBE. In case you forgot. How, how did you know that information? Just. Uh, Got some uh, got some good Davros detail for you here. Oh, okay. Um, Can I say, by the way, on the Davros front, before you go into this, that the domestic life of Davros <laughs> being reduced by me, I admit it, to Domestos, I think might be the greatest joke I've ever done. <laughs> So oh, any, say that anyone who was on air here and I just you you know you've been present at something pretty special. I wow. thought uh, it was one of those I said it and I thought you know what it's a it's a real gift. Not many people could have ever said I, that. Not no many people else. would have gone on to do a whole link about how great it was. <laughs> I, think, I think you're I think you're being a bit harsh on some of your other output there. Thanks. I'm going to say it. That's kind of you, but I mean, to the sort of domestic <laughs> life. Oh, I, thought, of I, thought was a, I thought that was a little bit th- shady throwy out. Yeah, it, okay. it wasn't. It wasn't actually meant to be that. Oh, I thought it was <laughs> nice. <laughs> or domestos, as I call it. Two Come zero on. five. <laughs> read, read Avros. There's an Eighth Doctor audio story set in an alternative universe with Davros where he starts out a loving, caring person before being corrupted by the S Daleks uh-huh. from our universe. So maybe that's a typo, I don't know. It's a cracking listen, they add. Uh-huh. I bet you've already heard that. Well, I, I haven't heard it, but I do love Big Finish, and Paul McGann's Fine. Doctor is very fine. I will say there's a TV thing where you get a bit of the childhood of uh, Davros, oh, but he's not it's really Davros. origin Davros. story. Yeah, well, Davros origin story. But I, what I want is Davros as he is now, sitting at home. Like I'd like him, if he suddenly flashed up on Gogglebox <laughs> with a wife, and a wife who was quite an ordinary-looking like woman. woman. And Davros with his legs crossed. What I'd yeah. love I don't know if he TV. has legs. I'm not sure oh, that. Uh... I'm, but I'd love it occasionally. I'm just saying it would add to it <laughs> if they just had the wife referred to occasionally off camera. Yeah. You just had him going, I can't talk now. Is, Shut up, woman. <laughs> there is scope, definitely, for a uh, the sort of uh, the casual home life of Davros. I'd definitely watch it. We've just... also had um, a few extra updates on Alice Cooper's snakes. He's... Uh, 
He's also earned snakes called Count Strangular. Good. And <gasps> Cobra Winfrey. Oh. Uh, who's that by object? Uh, Jez. I mean, that's great intel. He, yeah, that is very, that's good, very good insider knowledge on um, on the names of Alice Cooper's <laughs> snakes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Barry Sturm and Mole. I, I know we don't normally read praise, but I think projects outside of the rodeo. Ro- um, of the radio, uh, I'm going to make an exception for <laughs> Mr. Rodeo. Barry Sturm and Mole, a lot of love for your comedian's prayer book. Oh. I love this book, Frank Skinner. Oh. Thank you. Well, thank you. That's very nice. We've ended on praise, something well, I never I'm thought sorry, I had to do it. Well, Frank. I did a bit of praise for myself <laughs> today. Yeah. So, what, have I, what kind of a <laughs> ye hypocrite? Yeah. Um, and um, oh, don't forget, you can download uh, the latest episode of my poetry podcast every Wednesday from wherever you get your podcast. Don't think for a second I read that out off a piece of paper. I just said that off the top of my head in a casual way. <laughs> Look, um, it's been lovely. Uh, thank you so much for listening. If the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, and we'll be back again next week. It's coming home.